0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply.
1: When this happened, you talked about it on the fan.
0: Larry Johnson and Morning are swinging on the baseline, and Morning
2: right now. Is being held by Jeff Van Gundy. Van Gundy holding on to
3: his
0: foot, and this is amazing.
1: When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always
4: live on the free Odyssey app.
2: Got a story to tell. Keith McPherson on the fan. Got an hour left. Call me up, 877-337-6666. We talk sports here. So let's get right back into the sports conversations. I hate the Houston Astros. I'm a Yankee fan. Obvious reasons. They're cheaters. They've blocked the Yankees from getting to the World Series the last three times in the ALCS. And I was rooting for the M's. Come on, Mariners. Well, the Mariners lost. The Astros take two out of three from them. And knock them down. And now the Houston Astros are a game and a half up. In the wild card. In the wild card spot. So they're most likely back in it. They actually faced the Diamondbacks this weekend. Who are also in the thick of it as well. <sighs> but I told you Yankee fans and Mets fans. There's going to be a lot of hate, hate, hate in this October. With us not in it. And watching these teams that are our rivals. And nemesises. And... Uh, they're going to be able to compete and potentially get back to a World Series and win it before we do on either side here. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. 6666 Steve is in Rockland, New York. Steve, you're on the fan. Hey,
3: Keith. Keith, you know – Something I forgot to say yesterday. You know why Matt Ryan doesn't want to play for the Jets? It's much safer in the booth.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. You you don't it's get hit up there. He's chilling, the with, booth, with, man, he's chilling with, with Tiki Barber. Him and him and Tiki are having a good time. He's not taking hits anymore. Uh, that offensive line for the Jets—they're all right, but they're kind of makeshift right now. So anybody stepping into that situation, watch your head.
3: So, so, but this is this is what I, I'm I'm calling you back. You know, I'm I'm. I'm watching a Yankee game tonight, and the you know the light bulb went on. You know the Yankees clearly have top three pitcher, top three pitchers in the American League, if not in all, all of baseball, and top three position player, arguably the best position player in all of baseball. How is Cashman going to rise above a Billy Epler? Who could not fashion, okay, who could not fashion, a, you know, a winning, well, he, he couldn't get winning records, all right, but they, that that's the Angels. These are the Yankees, all right, and you have it in place. You have, you have, you have like a foundation, pitching and position, you know, both aspects, and now, you know. Let, let 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 him and the Yankees figure this out. Piece it together, okay? Because, you know, neither one of those guys getting any younger, right?
2: Right. They're in their you prime. Know, they're the in time the middle of it.
3: They're in the middle. Right now, the window they is closing. are in the middle, you know, of prime, okay? So let, let them... You know, do us right, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's a down
2: year, but you can have a bounce back year the following year. We see it in sports all the time. That's why I made the parallel before of how Garrett Cole gave up the most home runs in the league last year. People were questioning whether he was an ace or not. He bounces back this year and wins the AL Cy Young. The Yankees can do that as a team.
3: I am, and I'm agreeing with you, and I gotta, you gotta tip your cap to this. Ronald Acuna.
2: He's amazing. I'm rooting oh, for him to win the God. World Series because when the Braves won it last time, he wasn't available. He
3: wasn't even available. And the Braves had the depth to overcome the loss of a guy.
2: Yep. Who they went for it at the deadline, this year. and they put it all together. And they made a run, and, and he missed out. And I hope that this year they make a run with a new cast of characters. Uh, Mike, Sean I, Murphy, I mean, Matt Olsen, Michael Harris. Last time, Michael Harris was, was rooting them on. There was a video of him rooting on. <laughs> On the Braves, he he's a uh, Atlanta kid that grew up a fan. So I'm hoping that they put it all together. I'm, I'm gonna have fun watching the Braves make a I run mean, to it.
3: Forty seventy are you, are you
2: ridiculous? When you actually think about what, like this guy is a freak of nature to be able to do that this year. Um, I I hope he wins NL MVP and then goes on to the World Series. But we that's why we watch in October. The teams yeah, that we exactly. think are supposed yeah. to get there could get upset. The Phillies are looking to make a run again. Uh, the Dodgers want to get right back and prove that they are a legitimate contender in all of this. We'll see what happens with the Diamondbacks this year. We'll see what happens with, you know, the last you know, team that gets and, in, whether it's the Cubs or the Marlins. Like, they added an extra team to the postseason. It's going to be fun to watch, but we're going to hate it. I know we're going to hate it on both right, sides. Right,
3: but but and check this. You know, what do you make of the fact that the Yankees are beating all these teams that need to win?
2: What, I, what do I make of it? I, yeah. it it pisses me off that they lost nine in a row and couldn't stop the bleeding mm-hmm. and it also pisses me off that when judge wasn't here there was just all of this focus of oh we'll wait till judge gets gets back you can't wait till judge gets back you, you need wait. to win now you, and then Brian Cashman sat on his hands at the wait deadline to get another quarterback man for the Jets right, right. you like you can't like uh, there has to be a sense of urgency at all times, and they, I feel like they lack that. The Yankees were so cavalier early in the season about games. Oh, we'll pull a starter here. We'll we'll run this guy out of the bullpen to get him some work. Oh, we'll change the lineup 300 times in one season. Like, that's not good for you to actually be consistent and win enough games to get in at the end. Steve, thanks for the call. That that calls you know, by the end of it started pissing me off because, like, I, I, I was trying to live in the fact that, like, okay, Garrett Cole tonight... Aaron judge but it's gonna sting it's gonna sting because they're they were not supposed to miss the postseason this year they went from first to worst this year and all we can do is hope 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 week that this burns on everybody in the organization like I said that they hit the weights harder that they swing harder uh they they're hitting the cages more. That they're working on every single part of their game, and the organization is leaving no stone unturned with this audit to figure out, all right, what do we have to do to get better next year? What do we have to do to stack the deck next year to compete? Not just com- to compete, but to dominate. Let's go to Steve and Sharon, Connecticut. What's up, Steve? You're on.
3: It uh, leads right into my uh, cowboy point. I mean, the old cliche, games in April matter as much as they do in September and October yep. or whatever. The Cowboys, they always seem to give one away when they should win the game. You know what I mean? Like
2: Yep. Don't teams. I know
3: it? They, they went down there. Yeah, they should have went down there and just then you could lose to New England next week. You know what I mean? Then you could lose to a team that might, oh okay, fine. Speaking of but, being
2: cavalier, like the Yankees are cavalier with these different lineups and these scheduled rest days and pulling starters right. being one foot out the door, um the, the Cowboys were extremely cavalier going into someone else's building in the desert in Arizona without their full complement of offensive linemen. They had a completely different offensive line. And like I said, that Trayvon Diggs injury hurt the team morale. It That's really it, it really uh, hurt the team he's, more he's than people could the- see because it didn't happen in a game. It, it happened in practice. So they yeah. waltzed into the Arizona o- thinking other- they could just beat that team, and, and they got got.
3: One other thing too, I was listening this morning, and you'll appreciate this. Ah, uh, if he shoots you, he's famous. If you shoot him, you know the old Jay Z. Oh yeah, <laughs> brainless. do go after him. You've done your job. You're the man. I love you. Every time I listen to you, I get what I get because you're you. Don't ever change that. I appreciate you all the way. Yes, sir. He, you know he wants to make splash, make clickbait. Yep. That's fine. Yep. I don't got to you know. do that. <laughs> Thank you for yeah. the
2: call, Steve. Appreciate. I mean, like that's the thing, right? I'm the opposite of that. You got to be a clown. You got to be a jokester. You got to have like all these skits and segments and, and things and like say all of these outlandish. Things. I don't have to do that. I can pull up and be my actual self, tell my real story, share my actual sports knowledge and even the fact that I played. And that works. That authenticity works. I don't have a stick. I told you all that a long time ago. I don't come in here trying to pretend to be something I'm not. I don't come in here acting like I'm better than anybody. I don't come in here talking down to anybody. I show everybody respect that listens and calls my show. I show everybody respect in here. That's all I'm looking for in return. That's, it's pretty simple. That's how you should treat people. That's how I was raised to treat people. And that's how I raised my son, and that's how I continue on. So, yeah. <laughs> if I shoot you, I'd be brainless. You shoot me, you'd be famous. I get it. Butch is in South Yonkers on the fan. What's up, Butch? Welcome back,
4: Keith. What's going on, brother? Holding
2: it down, you know. Hey,
4: that's what you got to do, man. I saw. Hey, what do you think about this trade that happened
2: tonight, <sighs> bro? As soon as I saw it come through, I was at home and and I just I just I, I don't like Giannis. I think he's I, like he's like a not a dirty player, but he's got this like like. All right, so now you don't open up a can of worms. I got to explain. Giannis is allowed to play a style of basketball that no other player is allowed to play in the NBA. He's a football player out there, but he's a monster. If you actually, like, I've seen him in Barkley Center. He looks like a, a transformer. He's Optimus Prime, and he's allowed to be a bull in a china shop. He just runs through, and it's like the refs are in awe of how he plays the game. They don't call walks on this guy. They don't call fouls on this guy. He can have his way. And then also, he, he does have a little bit of like, not. I don't want to call him a dirty player, but like when he when he came under Kyrie, he he knew what he was doing. Stepping under Kyrie, giving Kyrie nowhere to land. Kyrie cranks his ankle. Yeah. Then they're done. The way he's fouled, like I've seen him foul Nick Claxton and other guys, just a little bit too rough and physical. You give this guy Damian Lillard, this is the this is the piece that they need uh, to go right back to the finals in the East. The East, in my opinion, is wide open. That's why you get an eighth seed playing team in the Miami Heat getting hot and getting to the finals. Now you give Giannis Dame, if they stay healthy with Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and Pat Connaughton and some of the other role players and pieces that they have on this team, they should be the number one seed. They should be the favorite. They're going to win a lot of games. They're going to be hard to stop. So the rich get richer in the NBA. And I just was looking at Dame like, man, Dame, you were the main one talking about how everybody else is ducking the grind. And eventually you gave in as well because you want to win. You want to get a chip. So you're going to go from Portland, Oregon to Milwaukee, Wisconsin and play with Giannis and probably have a great season and dominating all that. But I'm just like, I don't even want to watch it. The, my least f- favorite team to watch is the Bucks because of the style of play and because of the way that they're officiated and the way that Giannis can do whatever he wants out there. Now you add a Damian Lillard to that team just to shore them up late in games. It's going to be an interesting NBA season.
4: And the Knicks in Miami and Boston, they didn't really do too much. But, you know, Boston had uh, Singers, but the Knicks didn't do too much. They had uh, Dante DiVincenzo and all that. But that—that's not gonna be enough. Yeah, building.
2: that adds another shooter that they were lacking, right? That adds another three-point shooter yeah. that you're lacking. But who's stopping Giannis and who's stopping Dame? Pick your poison. It's gonna be crazy. That's why I say if they stay healthy, uh, if they're yeah. both healthy, which you know, I, like nobody can call it. That's why we watch. But if they stay healthy and that team is what it is, they, they've already they got the pedigree. Giannis wants to win. Um, they'll 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 be the favorite to come out of the East. You think so? Yeah, right away. I, and I hate to admit it because, like, they already were up there. They win every year. They're, they're first, second, third place every year. It's it's them and the Celtics. And I don't think Tatum yeah. and, and Jalen Brown, and uh, they're mid to me. Uh, I guess adding poor Ziggs gives them another big, another score, but they're not doing anything with, with Giannis and Dame. That's just, like, that combination, it's going to be tough to watch. And, like, I, I've been saying – Man, I really thought the Knicks had a, a shot to, like, get there. Maybe this would be the Knicks' year because the Heat take a step back. And, nah, not with Giannis and Dame. But, like, yeah. that's how it's supposed to feel, right? This is the NBA. This happens every year, right? KD and Kyrie were supposed to win the whole thing. And now you got KD over there with, with with Book and with Bradley Beal yeah. and everybody when that happened. Oh, my God, they got Bradley Beal. So maybe we're in for a rematch of the small market teams, the Phoenix Suns versus the Milwaukee Bucks. Again this year. But maybe not. Maybe not.
4: The Knicks, their bigs need to play better. And that they're not going to do nothing with their, you know, team they got. They're not going to go nowhere. They don't play enough defense. And their bigs got to play better.
2: Jalen so Brunson's going to will you know? to. Th- thank you for the call, Butch. Jalen Brunson's going to will you to win. Like, you're going to win games. But ultimately, it's about matchups. Ultimately, it's a star-driven league. Ultimately, when you get to the finals, it's Nikola Jokic. Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, you know what I'm saying? It's like these guys. Like, you have to have these star players that can do it in the clutch. You have to have these guys in the NBA. That's why all of these guys try to team up. That's why all of these guys uh, they're trying to jump onto another super team. And that's why I mentioned even Damian Lillard. He he he. Literally claimed that he would stay loyal to Portland and do it, but then he realized that they're not loyal to him. Loyalty one way is stupidity. Derek Jeter told you that when talking about Brian Cashman and the Yankees. (laughs) But here we go. NBA season's upon us, and we get out of the free agency and the madness of the summer, and that trade comes down today. And I'm like, all right, well, and even with the Suns, even with um, the Suns being involved in that, of course, they find a partner. And the Suns are in it. And I'm interested to see what the Suns look like. They get DeAndre Crybaby eating up out of there. And they get Yusef Nurkic. Nurkic is a dog. Nets fans know about that. <laughs> We've seen him. He can shoot. The Suns get Yusef Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen's a punk, but he's played in some big games. National Championship. Played with the Bucks. He can shoot. It's going to be interesting, man. It's just, you know, as we talk about the NFL storylines and how, you know, you can't make this up, and people say it's like the NBA is right right behind them. And like I said, with the Knicks, they're right there with Brunson and with Randall and Barrett, but they can't, like on paper at least, can they match up against Giannis and Dame and Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton and Pat Conraday? No, the Bucs already have a championship pedigree. They've done it. They've done it. Bobby Portis. Former Nick, I don't know, man. I'm not. I'm not excited for basketball. I've been trying to to get into it. Uh, I, I will fire up Talking Nets podcast and get back to Barclays Center and get my Brooklyn Nets coverage. But I don't know what the Nets are going to be. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like the Nets going from the Big Three and scary hours and Katie and Kyrie and all the hype around them. I'm glad that we're out of that because I, I it didn't fit. The little engine that could. It didn't fit the Brooklyn Nets, the underdogs, the gritty Nets, the scrappy team that was like surprising teams before they, you know, sold their soul and went the superstar route. It didn't work. Like it, I felt like it didn't work for the fan base, especially here in New York. You listen to the fan; they talk about the Brooklyn Nets and the Brooklyn Nets fans like second class citizens. Like we barely exist. Like this Nets world hasn't been built. Like, there isn't a legit fan base that shows up to Flatbush in Atlantic to watch the Nets play. And yes, the Nets have had to journey around the tri-state area to find a home, but they've been planted there for 10 years. The Nets world has been built. Thank you, KD. Thank you, Kyrie. Thank you, Joe Johnson. Thank you, Darren Williams. Brooke Lopez. But what do I, I don't know. Like, what do I expect from Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson and Cam Thomas and, even the guys they added, like Lonnie Walker and Dennis Smith Jr., I don't know. I don't know what to expect from Jacques Vaughn. The fact that we're leading, talking about Ben Simmons is playing five-on-five, five, bro, miss me with all that. Let's go to Mario in Long Beach on the fan. What's up, Mario? Keith, thanks for the call. How are you doing, buddy? Good, good. How are you?
4: Good. I got a question for you. Who do you think uh, had the worst uh, in terms of year and, and what they did? Was it the Yankees this year, the Mets this year, or the uh, Nets with the big three not going anywhere? Who was the biggest failure? Well,
2: I mean, I think everybody has said that the Brooklyn Nets were the, like, colossal failure. Like, not just here in New York. People were saying that they were one of the biggest fails in NBA history, one of the biggest fails in sports all the time. And that's what I was just alluding to. I'm glad that that hype is gone. I'm glad that that national coverage, there was more national coverage for the Nets than New York covered them. Because New York's team is the Knicks. But every time you turn on ESPN, FS1, national coverage, it's KD, Kyrie, they're the favorite. Oh, you see KD? KD is back. Kyrie dropped 60. And ultimately, there was too much turmoil and nonsense. So we, we can't even look at the Jets. With you know, their nose dive losing six in a row last year and going into this year now losing Aaron Rodgers and still riding with Zach Wilson, they're not as big of a failure as the Nets. The Knicks had a great year last year, and they're about to build on that, and they're going to be in the mix again, even with the Mets. The expectation for the highest payroll in MLB history, it is what it is. People aren't talking about that nationally, What what a failure that was it was a failure because you put together two champions in Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and all the talk in the NBA space and all the talk that they had about what they were going to do, the only thing that Katie and Kyrie can claim that they did when they were here in New York was not lose to the Knicks.
4: That's correct. I have one other point I want to make and then I'll listen to your answer. Uh, When you were talking about uh, Giannis, You know, I don't really see it the same way as you about him being on that play that you said with with Kyrie. I I saw him going in the lane for a jumper, and I saw uh, Giannis coming back to try to box him out, and I don't believe he did that on purpose.
2: You yeah, know, whether you, you, know, you know what you believe or I believe, there are other examples. I remember putting together like a little I, – I, there was a compilation. I got to go find it on Talking Nets Twitter. Of all the dirty plays from Giannis, he's a physical player. He's the biggest guy out there. They call the game differently around him, um, you know, regardless of what you believe or what I believe. Uh, I know Kyrie believes that he stepped under him and didn't give him space to land, and that ended his season and ultimately the next season in that series. Giannis has that M.O. It's out there. Um, I don't know. It is what it is it's in the past.
4: But the guy just gives so much effort. That guy is one of the hardest-working players. I don't take anything from,
2: from the effort that he plays with. Like, he uh, and uh, he's a dominant force. He is a freak. They literally call him the Greek freak. But as soon as I just went to Talking Nets and typed, at Talkin' Nets, Giannis, him, the first thing that comes up is him shoving KD. Like It's just how he plays the game. He plays very physical. And when I watch these games, I've literally been in there live, it's like the refs eat their whistle in awe of him. They just watch him go run through the lane and dunk or run through the lane and elbow and push guys. And it's like, come on, man. That's a foul right there. Is no one else can play like that. Nobody else gets he's to play like him.
4: Yeah, very hard to referee. Listen, thanks for taking my call, and you're doing a great job, and uh, I'll continue to listen.
2: Mario, thank you very much. I mean, uh, like now, now I'm down, now I'm down the the Giannis rabbit hole, and I, I like, I'm starting to realize how much I hate Giannis. And it's not like it's not me hating on him; it's the fact that Giannis stood in the way of the Nets. And I, I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm going back to like I, I thought you know. And I'll say this before we break, and I don't care what anybody thinks about it. Like, you're this is sports, right? This is entertainment. We're allowed to think what we think, and there's conspiracy theories. And I had this conspiracy theory some years back now that Giannis, being Greek, also being African, the NBA trying so hard to be this global game, he was one of their international darlings. They love the international darlings. We just had a USA track member win uh, gold and then call out the NBA and say, what world champions are those? What, the NBA finals? You're not winning the world. What champions are what? The United States? Not realizing that, like, Nikola Jokic is from Serbia. um, Luka, Embiid, Giannis. Like, the, the NBA does love their international stars. And with all of the super teams from the Celtics with Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce to the Heat with LeBron, D. Wade, and Bosh to what Katie and Kyrie tried to do. The NBA was trying to counter that with Giannis because Giannis stayed with the Bucs, right? Giannis signed his extension with the Bucs. And even though he, they built a super team around him, they brought Brooke Lopez in, they brought Drew Holiday in, Chris Middleton is an all-star. The NBA manufactured the marketing around Giannis like this. This guy is homegrown. He was drafted by the Bucks. He stayed in the small market. He didn't ring chase. He didn't go team up with anyone else. And he won two MVPs before he actually got to the top of the mountain and won the Finals and won Finals MVP. And what a great storyline, right? They say the NFL is not scripted, and some people do feel like the NFL is scripted, and now the NFL's leaning into you can't make this up. Man, I felt like that year was the window for Giannis to be the anti-super team against the big 3 and KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. You guys remember Giannis was allowed to take 13 seconds at the free throw line to shoot a free throw? I remember we had it up on the scoreboard in Barkley Center. We had a countdown. I was in the Brooklyn Brigade. We would chant. Three, two, we were we were counting down. Adam Silver in the NBA sent a memo to the Brooklyn Nets to take that off the big screen and stop doing that. That's their international darling. They did so much with the officiating and with the coverage around him to get him to the mountaintop, to win that championship and win that trophy. And show everybody, look at this guy in our league. Man, it made me sick. I could talk about it for too long, but I got to go to break. Maybe you want to talk about it too. Call me up, 877-337-6666. We'll be right back.
0: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio too.
1: your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan 101.9 FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Download
0: it today. I want to rock right now. I I I I want to rock right
5: now.
2: 20 minutes on the clock right now. My show will be over in 20 minutes. Keep McPherson on the fan. Definitely going to get back to the rap. Stay tuned because once the Yankees end, I'll have some earlier shows. I feel like, uh, you know, like even freestyling off the top of my head. What's it worth when it's late at night? You know, I will definitely write something. uh, And I'll definitely just like come in off of one of the instrumentals and just rap off the top of my head. It's something I used to do all the time when I was younger. I thought I was going to be a rapper. Not even going to lie. There was a period of time when I was in college where my boy bought me a mic and I put it in my college room and we used to just party and go back and be blacked out and I could freestyle rap drunk for like, without stopping, legit like 15 minutes. And uh, a lot of those videos have been deleted and haven't resurfaced and a lot of that audio is gone, but... I literally gave back my scholarship and stopped going to class for a little while because I was DJing and I was MCing in the bars and clubs in the Jersey Shore, and I started recording and writing raps. I even had a little recording studio. Next Glory Studio was like a real thing. Like I wanted to pursue music. I wanted to rap, and then I realized like I didn't have anything to really rap about, and it was too hard of a game to do. But I still have that like passion to like write raps and and flow and freestyle and I know that's something that sets me apart on air. I know, uh, you know, there there's Hot 97 right down the street. Shout out to Flex. Saw Flex on the street one day. He completely ignored me. I <laughs> uh, used to be in the fan cave with Sway, Sway in the morning. I, I did get to rap for for Sway in person. Uh, and then one night we were in the club, and I was hassling him about getting to come on and do the Five Fingers of Death. And, uh, you know, I definitely had a, a couple you know, shots, we had bottle service in the spot we were at. He pulled me to the side and he says, son, now is not the time or the place. You're not getting on my show to freestyle. (laughs) But look at me. I got my own show on the fan. So when I have some earlier shows and I can catch some people off guard, there's going to be a time, there's going to be a time where we rejoin, we come back from break and you just hear a beat and I'm just going to start spitting whatever comes to my head. And then there's going to be another time where I like have something prepared. So, stay tuned for that. Looking forward to the fall into the winter. Baseball is going to be over. We got these two New York football teams that in a month from now, the conversation is going to change around the Jets and the Giants. We might be uh, thinking about the draft too soon. Let's go to Jeff in Milford, Connecticut. Jeff, you're on the fan.
1: Hey, bro, listen. Don't give up that musical dream, man. Keep that thing going. I'm a drummer as well, so – Um, It's hard to
2: do. I just, and especially having a baby now, like, it's just like my time. uh, I was saying to my wife, I'm like, we got to get to the point where we can afford a nanny and like childcare because I don't have any time to uh, do anything musical. And like, I still have DJ equipment in my house turntables, microphone, loudspeakers. I have all the audio Mm -hmm. equipment to like record raps and and, and, like write songs, but I don't have the time to get to it. By the time I go home tonight, it's three o'clock. You know? Go ahead.
1: Stay in the game. All I could tell you is stay in the game because I had to give that up too. I was raising a family here, and uh, I got three kids of my own.
2: Uh, yeah. You know. Do you still have drums? Just... You still have a drum set?
1: Oh yeah, and I'm back in the game after 20 years of giving that up.
2: Oh, that's a good feeling, man. I'll get back. I'll get yeah. back. I mean, it's funny because one of my homies now was like, "Bro, now you could be a celebrity DJ." He's like, "Bro, now if you actually made a song, you have an audience. Like, you have." followers like what are you doing he's like get back into it i'm like it's not that simple bro it takes time do not give that up you know if there's a way to to take my number
1: down there in the studio just take it down hit me up but um you know i don't want to hold you up on that too much but i totally support you and i'm right there with you on that
2: thanks i'm motivated I, i will i will get back into it at some point um yes you will you, you don't know. lose it, like if you're a musically a inclined person. no Yes, it's a passion. It's in you. Like, like you just—it's something you have to uh, release. It's something that you have to get out of you. You have to do.
1: I can hear it. I can. I can hear it in you. So, so watch this. I'm going to put a different twist into the show tonight. Going back to New York Giants. I, if you think about to the success of, of the Giants over the years, over the decades there always has seemed to have been some kind of sergeant at arms out there. And it's usually on the defensive side. So I'm trying to figure out, I feel like the Giants have um, a lot of great players. There's a lot of great coaches in place. I think we got a great situation with their general manager and the coach um, and his supporting staff. But who is the sergeant at arms on defense? And that's my question. I feel like it, it's – I've heard interviews, you know, from back from Mark Bavaro back in the day, and he always said that the defense held the offense to a standard mm-hmm. and that they were afraid to come off the field. If they ever did a three and out back in the 80s, you know, with, with LT out there and, and Carson and those guys, that that Bavaro was afraid to walk off that field. Yeah, you are going to hear it. So <laughs> those guys need a blur, They need like a break. Who who is that sergeant at arms? Who can step up right now? And 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 that's it. And and uh, you know, that's it. That's my question.
2: I got it. Thanks for the call, Jeff, and the uh, you know music and uh, the inspiration that you know twenty years have passed and you got back into it. I'll get back into it. Everything happens in God's perfect time and. If you have a talent or, or something like that, like uh, I put my 10,000 hours in rapping. I put my 10,000 hours in DJing. It, it's still there. I just got to find the time to get back to it. Maybe when my son grows up. But back to what Jeff asked. Who is the alpha? Who is the leader? Who is the guy on the Giants defense? They named 10 captains this year. 10. I have 10 captains, first off. I don't know. But out of those 10 captains, I think there are some pretenders, and there's one guy that ain't pretending at all. He is who he is. It's Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence, sexy Dexy, in the middle of that defense, on the front line, he's the guy. But there's only so much he can do, right? They can block him. They can double-team him. They can run away from him. I called out Xavier McKinney a bunch of times. This guy had a post on Instagram where... It was a collab post with the NFL to maximize the reach. I talked to you that night about how I and I interviewed at the NFL in 2018, um, and I learned about what they were trying to do with marketing their players and leveraging the NFL's following and trying to get players to uh, you know do some more social media and stuff. They do it. They do it well. They do it great. I think the NBA does it the best. I think MLB does it the worst. Um, but Xavier McKinney had a post about how people were sleeping on him and. Oh, this was the year he's going to like wake people up or something along the lines of that. I'll go, I'll go find it on his Instagram so I don't misspeak or, or try and say what he said verbatim. But Xavier McKinney's suspect tackling, uh picking the ball off and just leading by example as well. He is a captain. He's somebody that was a top draft pick. He's somebody when the Jets or the Giants drafted him, I'm like, "Oh, they got one in this guy." But obviously He wasn't being much of a leader on the bye week last year with the ATV accident. And, uh, yeah, now I found the post. He said, I've been unappreciated for a long time now, starting to get old. And then it had a bunch of clips from him playing. And it's like, bro, let, let your pads do the talking. Let your play do the talking. The Giants have to tackle this weekend. They also have to get some turnovers this weekend. Geno Smith is coming back, and he's trying to prove to the world, right? They wrote me off, but I didn't write back. He's trying to prove to the world on Monday night that he is a legit NFL quarterback. And when I went during one of these breaks to go look up the passing stats and see where Geno Smith was in comparison to Daniel Jones, (laughs) passing yards, Daniel Jones only has 562 passing yards. He's at the bottom of the league. He's literally got the least passing yards out of any of these starting quarterbacks. Geno Smith comes in uh, a lot higher than him at 736, but still like middle of the pack. Is he top 10? He's just outside the top 10 in yards. All we talked about was Daniel Jones' touchdown passes. Where's Daniel Jones' rank in touchdown passes? Is he not even on this? (laughs) Geno Smith has four touchdown passes on the year. Where's Daniel Jones? I got to go to the next page to get to Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has two touchdown passes. But he's got guys like Lamar Jackson right next to him. It's still early on in the season. They need somebody to step up, get mad, and lead the way. They need somebody to step up and make a play. You got 10 captains on the team, and the other captains on defense are... Bobby Okereke, his first year with the team, I think he's come up missing a bunch too. And all we heard about him was, oh, he's a tackling machine, sideline to sideline, he's going to change their defense. Waiting to see it. Leonard Williams is another alpha, another dog on the defensive line. But they got to get to the quarterback. They got to get sacks. They got to get to Geno Smith. They got to make it tough on Geno Smith. Remember, Remember week one when Geno Smith was terrified of Aaron Donald and that clip went viral viral of him being like oh my god when he saw Aaron Donald coming through the lane understandable completely understandable let's see let's go and look for some stats here these are these are passing stats rushing i want to see where kenneth walker ranks kenneth walker 6 seven, eight, nine, 10 11 12 13 he's the 13th leading rusher, he's got 204 yards. They should have yards after contact, but I guess that's an advanced stat. But early on, he's got four touchdowns this year. So when you're talking about the Seahawks and you're talking about their offense, it isn't necessarily Geno Smith that's going to carve you up. you got to worry about that run game. Kenneth Walker III, that his whole game is he runs low to the ground and he's a strong, muscle-bound guy. If Xavier McKinney and Bobby Okereke don't want to tackle him, it's going to be a long night. Now, he doesn't have too many like long runs. He's got one run over 20 yards, zero runs over 40. Um, but he's a problem, man. I got him in fantasy. I think he's he's going to be a problem this week. If they want to just stick to the run game, he can do it to you. If they want to just run the ball, Kenneth Walker can certainly get it done. They need They need Saquon to play. But I think they might look at this week and say, Nah, especially if it's the high ankle sprain, and Saquon has had that injury before. If it's a high ankle sprain, he's not ready to go two weeks later. And I know they say he's day-to-day, but man, if if you can tape it up on the inside, get get the tape job on the inside, then spat the cleat enough to at least be a decoy, Right, at least be able to take a couple carries. They're not going to ride Saquon Barkley the whole game, and they shouldn't have to. They shouldn't have to. Where where, Darren Waller. I I need a breakout game out of Darren Waller because I drafted him in both of my fantasy leagues thinking I was doing something. And he had a good game, I think, against the Cardinals, but then he went back down to earth the next week against the Niners. Understandable, it's the 49ers, but Darren Waller's got to be a playmaker. And I know everybody talked about Oh, was that pass at the end of the game on Darren Waller? Or was that on Daniel Jones? It was a miss by Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones has to be a baller. Turn it on the way you turned it on in the second half against the Cardinals. Because other than that, they've they've had, they've had too many quarters not getting into the end zone. Darren, Darren Waller can't have a three reception night again. He's got to double that. Against Arizona, he had six catches for 76 yards. And they need to get this guy in the end zone. This may be my last week starting him in fantasy. I want to look up the Seattle defense. The Seattle defense, and since I'm live, I don't have the time to pull it up from NFL.com, but they're the 25th ranked defense in the NFL. They've given up a ton of points. They gave up 30 to the Rams. They gave up 31 to Detroit. They gave up 27 to Carolina. So the Giants should be able to score 20. 25 points on them. I'm not going to say they're going to be able to score 20, but if you play defense, it should be a game. And I feel like we haven't talked enough on WFAN about the Giants, and what will happen is we will get um, Sunday. Like, we'll go into the week. Obviously, it's Thursday. Um, I already went through all the week four matchups, kicking off with the Lions and the Packers tonight. The Lions are favored on the road, minus one and a half. If you remember Aaron Rodgers' last game in Lambeau, the Lions went and beat them there. But when, you know, all the focus is going to be on Zach Wilson, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs, Sunday night football. The Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. The over-under set at 42. (laughs) So they're expecting... <laughs> Cause you know that the Jets don't score more than 10 points. So they're expecting this to be a 33 10 game. Now that I said that, I'm putting that in my notes. I bet correct score every uh correct score is just an easy way to cash. I'm gonna bet that 33 10 score Chiefs Jets, just in case. Put a couple dollars on that. But then when you look at the Seahawks Giants game, the Giants are favored by one and a half, not knowing if Saquon's gonna play. Not knowing if Andrew Thomas is going to play. I think he's going to go. Wow, I might take the Giants. They're getting minus one and a half. If they win by two, that's plus 100 odds? Nah, the fix is in. I'm taking the Seahawks. I just don't know, man. It's prime time. You guys know Daniel Jones' record in prime time. And uh, they've had a few days now to heal up and come back home from the West Coast trip where they played well the second half against the Cardinals, but then they... Uh, couldn't match up against the 49ers. What's going to happen on the fan is the Jets are going to dominate the conversation all day today, Thursday, all day tomorrow, uh, Friday. I think all of our hosts will try to mix in some conversation about the Giants, but the Giants' conversation is really going to be Monday morning when we're talking about what happened to the Jets, and the Jets will probably dominate that conversation again, but then we'll be gearing up for... Monday, I know Sean Morash does a show over the weekend talking about the Giants. See, I'll plug his show. You should listen to that. Giants fan, I'll give him that. He's a Giants fan, knowledgeable about the Giants, and I don't think he ever was an actual football player, but he knows the NFL as as a fan. So Giants fans looking for coverage, I would go there. And then, of course, Tiki. I heard Tiki today spend some time talking about the Giants. Let's spend some more time talking about the Giants with our guy Rocco in Saratoga. Rocco, you call my show every night. appreciate it.
5: Yes, Keith. You're going to rap it like this. You're going to rap it like that. You're going to do some sports talk. You're going
2: to talk about this. uh You're going to talk about that. I got way more flow than that. I got way better Oh, phone.
5: okay, man. Hey, man, I'm an old man,
2: dude. <laughs> I
5: grew up in the Bronx back when rap first came about. Yeah. We were rapping before rap was rap. We didn't know we were rapping. Yes, We were tapping and rapping and zipping years. and zapping.
2: Hip hop, okay,
5: hip hop. No, you got to continue doing it, man. You can't, hey, you got to go with the flow. I'm not afraid
2: know? to do it at all. I'm literally putting it out there so that when when I've done I've rapped on the fan, I've freestyled a bunch of times like three or four times, and I've written two verses. It's it's going to happen again. It's coming. That's why I'm letting people know. Okay, like, it's
5: coming. Just not going to do it at 1 o'clock. I'm
2: going to do it at, in the 7 o'clock hour when there's more people listening and they say, who is this?
5: Okay. You got to go with the flow, bro, you know.
2: Hey, it, bars. <laughs> yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah, hey, let's, hey, Aaron Judge, Dexter Lawrence, two guys that do not quit. No matter where the team is and no matter how down it may seem, they're in it. They're professionals. They're pros, right? Mm -hmm. Those two guys do not quit on anything. They go all out all the time. So Giants are going to surprise you this weekend, dude, against Seattle. Yeah, I, that, I don't you're know. Have to score I would, some points. You're just gonna have to score some I th- points. I think you you better go with them with the points if they're giving you the
2: points. Yeah, if and, you and uh, you go. can bet the Giants minus one and a half plus a hundred odds. I'm like at home, at, at home, home. Dude. only game on. But I do I believe that these Giants can put up 31 points the way they did against the the Cardinals. I don't know. You're, that's what I, you're gonna I, need to do. They're, they're, hey, they're going to surprise you. They're licking
5: their wounds. They can't play the way they've been playing. This is it. It's put up or shut up at this point. Yeah. You don't know. They don't want to be embarrassed. They've been embarrassed.
0: Yeah, and Except you have to be the Seahawks. Because... Game.
5: Even in that Arizona game, they were embarrassed. Sure. They came back in the second half, but that was an embarrassing, you know, in the first half. Most they of the fans
2: were quitting on them, thinking the season was done. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. Not.
5: Nah, that that's why they're going to surprise you. You you think that you're going to and, and Seattle is going to be surprised and say, they "Holy cow, this wasn't the team we saw on film. This wasn't have the have team we" They have to score the Rocco. Play. They
2: have to like the like the Cardinals game. That second half you saw out of Daniel Jones, that has to be the norm. Because if you can't beat the Seahawks, and the Seahawks give up 30 points, so they have to score 30 points. You can't beat the Seahawks. Right after that, you got to go down to Miami and face the Dolphins. They are nothing but speed. They're going to score points. Then you got to go to Orchard Park and face the Bills. They can put up points, and they have a good defense. So this stretch of games. They
5: have to win this one, Keith. Yeah, they have because to. they're That's about to play three playoff teams there. from
2: last year and three teams that very well could be in the playoffs again this year. And the Seahawks are not winning the West. The 49ers are winning the West. Just like the Giants aren't winning the East, you're looking at two wild card teams. It's early in the season. The Giants have to beat the Seahawks. This is a very yeah. important
5: Surprise game. The win, the G-men are finally going to, unembarrassed themselves. Yeah, it's not a surprise. If they're favored. Hey,
2: they're minus one and a half right now. That that could M- change. but um, McKinney is going to
5: tackle someone.
2: Yeah, they all got to tackle. You know, gang tackle. They yeah, all have to run to the ball. They're going
5: to tackle someone. All right? You know, and, and they're going to surprise us. They, they've got to. If they don't, forget it. Then I'm throwing in the towel, and I'm, you know, I'm going to be PO'd for the season. Yeah, PO'd.
2: Thanks for you the know. call, Rocco. Yeah, you're the man. Appreciate it. Hip hop, a habit, a habit to the hip hip hop. And you don't stop. The rock to the bang, bang boogie. Say up jumps the boogie to the rhythm of the boogity bee. <laughs> now what you hear is not a test. I'm rapping to the beat. You won't hear me rap like that. I'm not from that generation. Shout out to that generation paving the way. That's all we got. C-Mac is in the building. He's ready to go. Listen to his show. Call him up. Overnight gang, overnight crew, it's your time. I'll be listening. I don't go to sleep till 4 o'clock, so I drive home 30 minutes, 40 minutes, and I listen to C-Mac, and then I get out of the whip, put the uh, AirPods in, and then as I'm watching Quick Pitch or... Making some tater tots, chicken nuggets, or something like that that I make on the air fryer at night, so I can eat some. I go to see, I listen, I listen to you guys call C Mac and talk to talk. So ready for his show coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the fan. Thanks for calling up and listening to me. Keep McPherson. I'm out of here.
5: Sports Radio 101.9 fm
3: WFN New York.